Good morning and welcome to the Live Your Greatness podcast. This is Coffee with Frank and LJ. Good morning, LJ. How is it going? Hi, Frank. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Are you we live? Energized. <laughs> I'm energized. You know, you had a heck of a weekend. You were busy. This... Did you even have a, a downtime? Yeah, we did. We sat like Saturday. Like we five sat... minutes? Oh, no. It was beautiful. <laughs> we had a beautiful lunch with Bailey in this town, local oh, yeah. town. We sat, we reflected, we pondered, we chatted. And then yesterday, Jesse and I had lunch in Old Town uh, on the water. Thai food was really good. And then we went to Arlington. But I want to say the message of this weekend for me, everyone. Morning, Marilyn. Morning, Marilyn. See, now, Frank, I'm not seeing that live, my notification. I have to, I, what happened is. Hi, Marilyn. Do this. I'll just share it to my news feed. Yeah. And that and just, then you seem to get it. It's weird. I don't know why why that has it's to, Facebook, man. They're they 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 need they're doing to, funky stuff. Well, they just need to get more professional with how they do things. Okay, here we are. You got so, her now? Yeah, I see it. Let's see if I see the comments. That'll come. We don't have any yet. So here's the deal. Frank, you brought it up. It's about when you do these things and you take action, whatever your action taking is or your action plan Show is, up. it's, showing it's, up. Uh, no, showing up. That's what yeah, I Yeah, mean. showing up. Um, it's about stepping back and pondering what transpired. And I have a lot to swallow here because, you know, it's a big weekend, you know, reflecting on the people mm-hmm. that have served and have lost their lives in service to the country. It's very, very, I don't know. I can't even put into words how I feel, but I want to say yesterday we made our way to Arlington National Cemetery. And for those who, Jeannie, it's, if Jeannie's watching or watching on a replay, Arlington is like the primo cemetery to honor military, um, military people, those who served in military life. So it's a beautiful place. It's hallowed ground. It's all good. And we met the nicest couple there too, Frank, from Mm. about an hour away. We're going to connect with them and go do some fun things in their area, but really nice. So we went, we went to this woman's military museum and I see these two older women, like late eighties, probably wearing their berets and um, I'm a woman vet. And it warmed my heart because they were young ones and and they served their country at a different time and place certainly than today but nevertheless put on that uniform and willing to you know take just serve their country um but this woman's military museum was quite awe-inspiring and in it i wanted to show everybody this this little ribbon and card they were you make a donation and they say a little blessing they make these little cards, Frank, oh, in the name like dog tags. Yeah, in the name of someone who perished mm. in the line of duty. And my guy's name is was is William Emmert. He's from Tennessee. And he perished during Iraqi Free, Operation Iraqi Freedom. He was um, a police military police on a military police commission. And but what was his ready. name again? William Emmert. Emmert. Yeah. And I just want to have that. We say a little blessing. And I looked him up as Jesse looked up his guy. Jesse's guy was um, 23. 
years old when he died in the line of duty and in service and William Emmert was 36 and I looked him up he was part of um the Tennessee National um Society something National Guard and I tried to post I realized I have to be a, even if it's a public group I have to post get an entry into it because I wanted to say into the group this individual was honored and respected yesterday. Yeah, and there, there's another line of respect that needs to be shown right there to the National Guard. Um, because they're not full active members, um, sometimes they get left out of the loop a little bit. And let me inform everybody that the National Guard has been a part of every war. Yes. So I learned and, that and, recently. And they've done awesome things matter of yes. fact here in pure south dakota we have at i don't know if it is now but at the time iraq was happening when it first started we have the number one bridge making crew that there is really it's in the national guard huh they they were over there building all those bridges connecting yeah wow they're, they're really good at what they do they're fast you really so, have to respect these people because they well, they're the oldest army there is and they are called when they're called they serve they go and that's they serve. what this young guy did they serve and, and, and he, they take it serious my son-in-law is a member of the national guard and he's got only four years left to serve and he's in his 30s it's these guys these men and women listen when i did the dinner the other night which was so 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 cool at the um William Morey's retreat, 27, one of the guests at the stay, 27-year-old girl, woman, she just bought, her house, bought a house, she lost a limb. Mm -hmm. And we talked and she said, I had just, she had just come out of a surgery, not the surgery to remove her limb, but the surgery follow-up. And she said, I'm in such pain. And she said, and everybody was massaging her leg and she's so, she was really good spirited. And you could see the pain in her eyes and right. the pain in her shoulders. And I have to tell you, my, that these individuals do not want pity. Mm -hmm. You know, they want just, hey, you know what? Help me get through this. Help right. me to manage my inconveniences. Thank you, Kevin Duguay. My struggles that I'm faced with going forward because to be able to say that you served is a very courageous thing, right? Mm -hmm. You put that uniform on and here now she's, the courage continues with dealing with a life without a limb, a 27 year old right. girl and most respect and admiration for these people. But Hey, step um, back. I, while you're, while you're talking about vets right now, um, we're going to have an interview with Chris Torrey tonight. Yes. Um, who is a vet. And matter of fact, he sent me a, a uh, little uh, word that he will share. Uh, Marilyn, if you are listening, the, the man that you talked to me about who is looking, um, he needs to be reevaluated. He's, he's way under um, scored when it comes to his disability level. He uh -huh. should be scored a lot higher than he is. And Chris has some experience with that. So he said he'd be willing to share that information that he has so bring that maybe, up tonight Frank. Marilyn that um you can uh, end up getting together with him and hooking those two up so that he can probably help uh, the uh the veteran that you uh you were talking to he's one of Marilyn's friends so 
Chris would just, be happy. He just to needs to, to be real about it. The guy can't even drive a period of time because of his PTSD is too strong. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know who, who Marilyn's talking about, but Chris is such a good support. And and what I told him yesterday when we spoke is that I need him to talk about we're going to focus on Chris's service because as I've shared, one of the pillars, my pillars for growth and in, in fulfillment, I fill myself up mm-hmm. by serving and impacting. It's what I'm about, you know, it's about giving back to the community, counting your blessings and making a difference. Like I said, we say this all the time, Frank, we're not exemplary, but we lead by example. Mm-hmm. And that's the momentum that we want to create within Live Your Greatness going forward. It's about making this circle so, so powerful. Right. And it's a beautiful thing. And I have to tell you, before we came on, because I said to Frank, all right, we need to get started. And I said, Frank, I'm going in the direction you're headed. And we were, I was laughing because it's so funny how when you form a circle with people mm. and you become connected, you do want to follow them. You do want to get energized, right, Frank? It's, it's like, wow, you said that, Frank. I'm picking up your energy. I'm picking it up so much. So where you go, I will follow, my friend. <laughs> Maybe that's why I feel a little drained today. You might have picked up a little bit too much. You want to hand some of that back? No. Oh, seriously. Dawn just worked me to death this weekend. Uh, Yeah, you dug. It was all about her garden and flowers. And I don't know. We went back to Menards like three times to get more flowers. And I said, this is it on the flowers, right? I don't know. (laughs) She was having a blast. I remember Um, those days. Well, you know, her whole life. Her whole life has when she would before she came here everything was in the garden i mean her mom grows medicine they grow their food that that everything is there life is in the garden and she's got a very uh, green thumb and she buys the dead plants the ones that are all wilted them? away and she brings them back oh my god that's beautiful. she gets them for like a buck 25 they were 27 <laughs> bucks and you bring them back. To and they life. say, why, why you want this? It's already dead. She said, no, it's not. My, my oldest daughter gave her one and it looked horrible. It was completely dried out and dead. I need to give her my Don Don took it out of the garbage and took it home. And that thing is thriving. Wow. And it's, it reminds me of my mother. My mom used to do that. She would uh, take, she would see people throw plants away in the dumpster and she'd go get them out and stuff and it's like lady them plants are dead they're not dead you just you just aren't aware what's going on wow he said i'll have them uh breathing really well here pretty soon and her plants thrive my mom was not everybody can raise a fern that's that's a hard plant to delicate well, they're not really delicate because they grow up in the forest and stuff. Yeah, but it, I feel like the, the leaves. Like they need a certain amount of top moisture and some. There's a certain way to care for them. And my mom could make ferns just get huge. And Love she was them. really good at it. Love the spider ferns. plants. We had spider plants all over the place. And uh, avocados. She'd start an avocado in a jar of water with toothpicks. I, I've been watching the people on Facebook when, <laughs> or Instagram when they t- grow a, a lemon from a lemon seed. I... <laughs> well, these are actually, if you think about it, these are arts that we need to bring back because 
especially if you're about organic, you want natural foods, oh, you want yeah. foods with more food, more food. That's the problem with our food. It, there's no food in it anymore. It's being depleted um, with the chemicals that they're sticking in the ground and stuff. And I'm not going to get too deep on that. But Frank, hey, hold on a minute. What what time? Because we're keeping an eye on time, everyone. 30 minutes. When did we start? Um, <clears throat> it was about 10 or 15 after, I think. Okay. Good so morning, Francis. Hi, Francis. Okay, 15. So we got 45. All right. So listen. This is 8, cool. 7.45. Yes. Cool about the garden. Love it. I want to just mention something very, very adorable that happened yesterday. So when we're walking through Arlington, you know, you could walk this. Jesse said, how long would it take us to touch every headstone in that cemetery in Arlington National Cemetery? Mm -hmm. He said a year. I said, I couldn't even venture a guess. And as big as it is, the walking around and it was so hot yesterday. I had my big hat on because I like going out with my hat on. We went to uh, John F. Kennedy and Jackie Onassis Kennedy, Jackie Kennedy Onassis, their grave, they have the eternal light going on um, and the family grave. But there was a little girl there with her family. In fact, I was wondering where the family was. And she came up to me and I, because I was looking at the two smaller headstones, the Kennedys had lost, um, I think it was a son in, after two days of birth, after mm -hmm. two days of being born. And another child, I think, died in childbirth. And I was looking at the headstone, and I have been here before. And I was just pondering. There were a lot of flowers thrown at the graveside. And this little girl says to me, what are you looking at? <laughs> and I said, I'm just reading something I want to find some information at. And she said, oh, why? And I said, well, Sometimes when we look at things, it helps us learn something more. I mean, the little girl was like four or five. I wanted to try to keep it as simple so she'd understand it. And then she looks at my arm. I was wearing my yellow, um, my yellow uh, sleeve yesterday, which is like based on the wonder, the, the superpower, the mm -hmm. superheroes. And she says, what is that on your arm? And I said, it gives me strength. It makes me strong. And she laughed and she said, but why? And I said, you see this little design, little symbol? And she said, yeah. And she said, what is that? I said, that's a superhero symbol. And she smiled. And <laughs> what, it was just a brief exchange. And she says, right. well, why do you need to be strong? And I said, because I want to live a long time. I want my body to be healthy. She said, okay. And that was the end of the discussion. Right. And what I surmise from that, you know, the wonder of children, the question asking. And we as adults need to be no different than children no. to ask those questions. Right, Frank? Well, and not only that. Um, Let Grace parents, in. Um, we have a different type of child on this planet today um, in, in the native world they call them the blue children and i've heard this they're yes. at a higher level they, uh -huh. don't, they don't take no or yes for an answer they want explanations they need to understand yeah. so they come at you totally different now and that's why they ask all the why questions they want to know and so you have to be patient with them and then and, and just you just got to educate them. That's what they're looking for. And they're, they're at a high level. I mean, their I mean, um, sensitivity level and 
they can either be turned really bad in a wrong way quick, or they can go to high levels really quick. They're that advanced and, and smart. It's ridiculous. Yeah, the way. children. Yes. And it's awesome. And if you don't understand it, there, there are, there is literature out there that explains the blue children. It's pretty cool stuff. It's a beautiful thing. And, you know, Nancy just said, why is such a powerful word? You know, you got Nancy on there. Nancy's on there. Why is the most, I think why is one of the most powerful words because it just makes us delve and deep, dig deep. Well, I mean, Right. I mean, it's about self-education, right? Of the course. more yourself, it's about doing your own digging. The more oh. you dig, the better you get. Information stimulates the brain and literally creates new brain cells. You want to grow, educate the brain. Keep keep asking the why questions. To me, the only stupid question is the one that didn't get asked. And you know, it's all about excavating, Frank. It is digging, but when we dig. I envision this, it's it's creating that hole, but when we excavate, we're creating something quite monumental perhaps in our lives because we always want to dig, but we also want to understand the purpose of our digging for mm -hmm. one. And what are, what are we trying to accomplish at the end or perhaps to the pinnacle? And then we start all over again and excavate something right. new. It's the vision, it's the big picture of who we want to be, why do we want to do it? And I think about that all the time. And I have to say, I mean- Well, and if you want to be a really good educator to your children, you need to start by being a really good educator to yourself. They Nancy, learn by example, period. They don't, they don't listen to what we say. They watch us. They walk behind us and they take the same steps. Yes. It's like, excuse me, where did you learn how to say that word? It's mm -hmm. not a good word. Well, I learned it from you, Dad. You know, so if, if, yep. if we just got to learn to be patient with them. Nancy's and I think talking while about we're learning to do children. that. Huh? Crystal, Nancy's talking about the crystal children, this special, they know the truth. And I remember learning about the blue children. When and I was that's, doing... it, it's, yeah, it's, a, but, yeah, it's, it's to good me, stuff. it's the same thing. It's the crystal yep, children. Yep. So here's the thing. I have a message here today. I have two things that spurred me to really think profoundly this morning, and I'm going to keep it. I don't want to keep it heavy, but I want to inspire others to think perhaps a little bit deeper than maybe they thought about yesterday. So I did a meditation today, a 20 minute morning meditation, because that's part of my morning formula, which Frank and I talk about. <clears throat> I love these, this couple that they have a powerful um, program created and they brought up in this meditation mark did <clears throat> about control we controlling our minds versus the mind controlling us and that's the fine art of meditation and living in stillness right and functioning well in the day-to-day -day life are we controlling our minds or is our minds controlling us that's part of the reason why we're here. We're trying to learn that balance. And yes, and that's what will important. scale you to higher levels is, you know, we learned about everything we can learn on a spiritual level when we were with our creator. And then we come down here, we were given this body. This body is part of our test. And it's to help us scale to a higher level of who we are. And now we're, but the thing is, the body comes with all these emotions, experience, you know, this, these feelings and all this stuff. And 
it, it throws us out of whack. <laughs> so we have to learn how to get that in control instead of allowing it to control us and then aligning it with the spirit so that it's all heading down one path. When we can get to that point, we're going to be pretty, we're going to be scaled up there pretty good. Oh yeah. And it's all designed to get us to where he's at. He's trying to teach us all things. And it's just, there's just so many people that don't understand that though. And this is where they're lost. And this is what, believe it or not, what most people are searching for, but they don't know what it is they're searching for. Because well, they they're, they're missing that. It, Frank. Well, and they're missing it. And, and we, we stop through generations. It's, it hasn't been handed down like it used to be in the biblical days. It was, it was a way of life. And the world has gotten really fast. It's gotten corrupt. Um, there's, there's two forces going on here. You got one that's not so good and doesn't want us to do good. And it, it manipulates things and it, it tries to throw everybody off track, but then you, you know, so that's a part of our test too. Yes. And, and I'm going to mention this because it sort of ties into Nancy, what Nancy just said, remember that we are spirits having a human experience, right? We are, yeah, we are souls with a body, right? Our souls are what need to be always, it's our souls that are guiding us. It's our soul's purpose of why we do what we do. And I have to tell you, so I have my little thing of ginger tea this morning and I have these little messages attached to my tea. And this is part of what we were just saying. It is not talking of love, but living in love that is everything. And I love that because the highest vibrational energy, when I listen to certain musical sounds, the solfeggios, these sounds emanate the vibrational energy connected to love. So our soul can live its divine purpose, its authenticity. I'm yeah. all about that. Because my grandpa, my grandpa explained something to me once. He died and, uh, for about two to three minutes and then was brought back, but he crossed the veil. Mm. A lot of people don't understand the veil. The, the veil is there for also a reason. Um, you forget where you, what you learned before you came here. Because anyway, he said when he crossed over, it wasn't his time. He had to come back. And he felt uh, really hurt. He said it's so beautiful that if people knew how beautiful it was, they would be trying to probably commit suicide to get there. Now, I'm not trying to bring that up for people to be, but there's, there's, there's a reason for the veil. He said, you're not ready because there were things he still needed to learn and he needed yes. to connect certain and things and overcome certain challenges. And that's why he's here and to get himself to a certain level. But we were also given direction too. So it's not like he, he, he just threw us down here and said, figure it out. But we need to learn how to listen. And a yeah, lot of people are freaked out by the word meditation. And to me, it's a deep state of pondering and it's getting to know oneself. And it's, it's taking yourself to a higher level of listening, which Absolutely. is so important. The better you get at listening, then you, you, you get rid of the tunnel vision and the peripheral vision starts to come. And now you're grabbing everything that's coming through and it's starting to make more sense. And make absolutely. Because Frank. we get going so fast, 
this starts to go like this and we miss all all this beautiful stuff that that helps us figure things out because we're, we're, we're just going too quick. And my grandpa taught me that. I used to ask him all the time, Grandpa, can you teach me how to make a bone cho choker? He'd say, watch, grandson. Can you teach me how to sing an Indian song? Watch or listen, grandson. Everything was watch and listen, watch and listen. And it wasn't until after he passed away and I got sober in AA, I was I was sitting out by the, the Columbia River or something, and it just hit me what he was doing, teaching me how to get rid of that tunnel vision and how to slow myself down so I could get the whole picture. And I, I started crying because it hurt. And, and then I, it evokes such emotion. Well, and then I remember thanking him, you know, because now I, I understood. I just wish it hadn't yes. taken me so long to understand. But hey, I was but a real angry child because of all the stuff I went through. Yeah. Marilyn, may she rest in peace or may he rest in oh, May she rest in peace. Marilyn just put a message out there. See, now and I'm you know, not getting any, any, any stuff now. Um, and, you know, I'm glad you are, though. But hey, can you ask Marilyn to say one thing? Yeah, Marilyn just mentioned about somebody who, who took their own life mm. last night in her area. And oh, may, they, may they find the peace that they're meant to. They will, Nancy, like Nancy says, the other side is home. Hey, listen. It is home. I want to mention this. But we're not always ready to go home because no, we have things we have to learn first. You said it before, Frank, about, you know, we're, so much is moving so fast and blah, blah, blah. And I wrote this down. I was called to write this down. I spent too long in the fast lane on a fast track. That's what made my world go woo, 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 down, 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 spiral. Mm -hmm. When I put down the shovel and I said, it's time, right. and I happily resigned from teaching, then I started the digging and excavating to understand who I am authentically. And I want to tie that into very briefly today, Sarah's, Sarah. And Beth, then can I say something when you're done with that? You want to say something now? I can. Because this is really important. And you, you go back in your history, your own personal history, and you, you see if what I'm saying is not the truth for every single one of us. When I got sober, I started to my own self-development. Okay, this is when AA gave me a new pair of glasses, and I started seeing life on a totally different level. I started learning things, but I didn't learn everything at once. Okay. I didn't start off with Important. balance. I went over here extreme. I went over here extreme. I went over here extreme. And I had periods of escalating in different areas of my life really well. Okay. When I started uh, work, um, building life insurance companies, I went out and I hired agents. I trained agents. I, I raised millions of dollars. And, but what I was lacking was in, I, I focused all on that and, and I got really good at it. Okay. All my energy went to that. The idea in my head was I grew up with absolutely nothing in order to be a good dad and husband. I had to go out and make a lot of money and give my kids everything I never had except my time. Cause I was on the road five days a week. They only saw me on weekends for years. It damaged my children because I was out of balance. And then I went to the Philippines and I got grounded again. And then I started to watch my wife's family, how they connected with each other every single day. And they had absolutely nothing. 
but they were happy. They were laughing. They were smiling. Every day we'd all meet at Ina's house. She had these long benches and we just visit and, and talk before we go to bed every day. In the morning, she, she has speakers all over the, the village there and she would play their music. And I'd get up every morning and I'd have a cup of Milo on the, on, on the front porch and I listen to the music and everybody's laughing and having fun. The kids are getting ready to go to school. They come outside, they see me. Good morning, Tito. Good morning, Tito, which is uncle. And, um, and just everybody happy and nobody had nothing. And then I came back over here and it was stress again. And then you know, and I was just going to do the simple thing. We're going to get a job. We're going to finish out. I'm going to retire. And then we're going to move to the Philippines and just do things simple. And then after sitting around, I get started to get miserable. And then I saw my video with uh, Tony Robbins, Dean Gracias. Three minutes left. Okay, I'm almost done. And then that's what opened me up to other things. And, and my self-knowledge started taking off again. But this time I'm doing it different. I'm not building for anybody else's dream. I'm building for my dream, but I'm in control of that. And I realize if I want to do it right this time, I do want to be able to go out and achieve really great things. But at the same time, I want balance. I want my spirituality to be where it needs to be. I want my mental and social to be where it needs to be. I need all these things. I need balance with my wife and my kids, my friends. When I have a conversation with you, I need to be present. I don't need to be over here thinking about things. This is the difference of where I'm at today compared to where I was back then. And That's because you did some excavating. You know what? Um, I did really good in, in areas, but I did it one at a time. My spiritual, I put everything into that, and then I forgot to do this, and now I'm at a spot in my life where I'm, I'm bringing it all together and I'm working on all those pillars at the same time. A beautiful gift. It's a beautiful gift. We and give I'm not ourselves. there yet. <laughs> we're not, we're not meant to be there right. yet. Thank and God I we just don't wanna, have to have it done Friday. We got like two minutes because we're keeping this to 30 minutes, everyone. That's, two minutes that's my promise. The rest and I want to just throw this out because we don't have enough time to delve into Sarah today. That's the daily devotional, but it's finders keepers, the fun of foraging. And Marilyn, if you're listening in, I want to do a shout out to Scarlet Zen. Scarlet is a woman, Scarlet Zen is, is a woman that I align with through my connection to Marilyn. She's a beautiful soul. She forages. It's what she does. I know she lives in, in a very um, remote area, perhaps, and does her thing. And she lives off the land and makes her beautiful teas and all these good things. But the sum and substance of this fun of foraging, I wanted everybody to ponder this today. How will you forage out your own abundance? What is luring you to live authentically? What are you doing to forage your abundance? What is it you seek out in your own world? And <clears throat> there's a lot of things that come in. You, 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 always ask, you always know, and you always set yourself up, excuse me, for the things you want. And foraging gives us the ability to view the old and abandoned in a new light. 
reclaim these things from oblivion with creativity and choice, just as we do the days of our lives and redeeming them with love. And I talked about the love with the T message. The message here, everyone, is utilize the things that perhaps work to your advantage that still serve you well, but forage out the new things so you can marry perhaps the old and the new and bring it together in synchronicity so you can be truly in your authentic self. And that's my message for the day. Time's up, Jeannie. We're done, Frank. <laughs> Jeannie's keeping time. All right. Thanks, Jeannie. And remember tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time, we have that interview with Chris Torrey. And uh, yeah, be there. So can't remember wait to, to talk it up with Christopher. Right. Remember to start your day in prayer and then in prayer. Frank, always a pleasure to be in this space with you, chatting it up first thing in the morning. Have a beautiful day, everyone. Count your blessings and remember to forage. Bye-bye. Take care.